What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by the two raddest dads in the Northeast. I am Rob. Did I hear that correctly? Did Sal just say he's Rob? No, you're not. You're Sal. I'm Rob. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. <laughs> that's a great fucking intro. Oh, my God. Is it because we have a comedian on the show this week? That is yes, awesome. yes, I think that's what it is. Name. Today is so opposite day. You want to introduce our guest? Hey, we have a, a guest on tonight, and uh, it is a comedian, Kendra Crump. Kendra, welcome to our podcast. And I am Rob, and I didn't fuck up the intro. Someone else did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good hey hey thank you for having me i made it i'm here i appreciate it i see you out there in in hawaii in in a nice uh vacation resort that's where i need to be so sal was in this luxurious vacation resort that could not even connect to wi-fi for a substantial amount of time we apologize for the inconvenience but tune in for the full episode of an incredible comedian kendra crump all right, Kendra, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, why we're kind of bringing you on the show? Yes, um, born and raised out here in Atlanta. Been here since I was zero. Um, got my diploma right there from Clark Atlanta University. I um, graduated with a bachelor's in mass communications with a concentration of radio, TV, and film. So the goal ultimately is to have my own radio and TV show, and I'm going back to school in January to being on the road of receiving my PhD in um, child psychology being because a lot of our trauma stems from childhood, you know, and the reason why you have so many crappy adults out there in the world is because they have not been able to properly root that trauma out. And so I'm like, my job is just to be called Dr. Crump at some point, you know, and uh, that's it. I'm on the show just to spread some comedy. Hopefully I, I make it. Some people, Ain't going to like it, but oh well. Kendra, so what Kendra left out was she, she's an up-and-coming comedian, right? So that, you it. left that out. Out of everything you, you you talked about, so I love the childhood trauma. That's great. It's, you know, that's obviously, I think that's very true I, I, on so many levels. But I think the other piece is you are an up-and-coming comedian. You go and perform in, in the comedy clubs in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, 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 December is really my last month. I'm not performing anymore till May. Look, it ain't paying my bills, and it's the same crowd every week. I'm like, yeah, uh, not time for this. I'm, I want to go to a more respectful crowd, you know, where not one of these hood clubs I perform at where the food comes out after, you know, the show is over. You know, they got one bathroom sauce. You better hope nobody, you know, funks it up, you know, and then you're out there just waiting, holding your pee. One of those clubs. I'm like, I need to go. I need to perform in a white club, man. I feel like white folks give black folks a little bit more respect than the black people give black people. I don't know. I feel like they do. <laughs> so I actually graduated in May and I was supposed to go back in August, but um, I did the deadline. Um, I missed the wrong deadline. I, I, 
you know, had um, <clears throat> sent out an application for a different branch and it was the wrong branch. You know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do everything online because that's not what we're supposed to be doing anyway. Um, but no, nobody wants to just do everything that I'm doing. So I'll be just like, hey, January's here. January will be it. Let me uh just stay at home and just kind of BS around and be bored with my life and jump on people's podcasts. <laughs> The Kendra Crump Show, I started that back in July 2019. Basically, it started as a thing where, hey, I got a lot to say. Um, I can't really get canceled on my podcast. People can stop listening. They can stop tuning in. But I can't get canceled on my podcast. Um, And not only that... Um, I like to talk about people. I like to ban people. Uh, you know, it's fun letting people know, hey, this person's very unprofessional. This person's a bigot. This person's a racist. Don't go shop at this place because they, they did that to me and I didn't do nothing wrong. They're going to do the same thing to you. Oh, wow. Can you give us an example of that? Yes. Um, you want me to say a name or? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great, great. So this this is, has not been released yet because I haven't made it. I'm not doing a podcast episode till sometime in January. This guy, his name is Lang Kelly, L-A-N-G space. It's on Facebook. Go look him up. L-A-N-G space Kelly. And let me, let me make sure I got his name spelled correctly, okay? K-E-L-L-E-Y. You know, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Let me just just make just just to make sure, just to make sure. Yes, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And he has a profile picture. It's a black and white profile picture. I got blocks. I just remember he had a cap on black and white profile picture. Reason he's getting banned is because he felt like it was okay for him to say the N-word, and he is of a Caucasian descent. Now, that can be a whole debate within itself, right? Because I made a post, and I said, the po- this was, was a Facebook post, I said, as soon as you start kissing on my neck, just go ahead and take your pants off. That's the post that I made, all right? So then he puts real N-word shit, and I'm like, oh, shoot. I said, wait, skirt, sir, sir. I said to him, I said, brother, I said, you, you we, we, we don't do that. He's like, man, I grew up in the hood on the south side of Atlanta, so it's, it's perfect perfectly fine for me to say because every black person has, has doesn't have a problem with it only you and i'm like oh let me go ahead and call my henchmen you know sometimes i wish i was actually like the you know like um how you have the the top dog the food you know i wish i was like that <laughs> so to have everybody as soon as i say command like i do with like a, a finger snap everybody just attacks sometimes honestly i wish i could do voodoo but i know god will come back on me i wish i could do voodoo and just like you know do a little voodoo witchcraft and then just attack to people when they just do wrong i wish i could do that you know but but yeah so i'm just gonna ban him because i mean like i said i think it's one of those things where people get too comfortable when it comes with race and they get too comfortable thinking that it's okay because we were given this pass you know from some black folks or some asian people you know so now i think it's okay with everything but he uh, once he had a few people come after him he blocked me what you blocking me for i didn't do nothing wrong sir <laughs> but he's he's one example uh i've had podcasters where i was supposed to go to florida to do a podcast and the young lady like reneged on me the day of like the day of when I paid all that money and that's why what I'm doing I'm not doing now if people want me to actually show up to to their establishment because we live in a day and age where you can be virtual you don't have to be in studio 
You know, I don't know why people have not gone with the program. That's why you guys' credit scores are 850 because you guys are virtual, <laughs> you know? So I've had, you know, people who who wanted me to show up to their studio, not offer any money, gas, nothing like that. And I was paying out of pocket and I was, you know, going broke doing that. And someone said to me, do not do that. If they are not willing to help compensate because it is a business move, you need to leave them alone. And, you know, because my entire goal was to try to hit every single podcast that I can. But in actuality, there's some podcasts you just don't want to get on. It's like working with people. There's some people you don't want to work with. Yeah, I'm surprised that people actually asked you to come to their studios because that's that's crazy. All the interviews that I've heard, all the interviews we've had, I would say we've had probably like 20, 25, all of mm-hmm. them virtual. We, we've we never actually, even the people in the same town as us. So we interviewed a sommelier who mm-hmm. works at one of the bars we're at. And she came on, she dropped off three bottles for us to try. And she wasn't even on the, she wasn't on like physically in the same room we were on. She was just calling from like her car or something. And she's like, all right, let's talk through these bottles and I'll tell you what they're supposed to be. And, and we were like, Oh, this is really sweet. She's like, and then Sal's asking her, Hey, how much does this bottle cost? And she's like, it's 15 bucks. I gave it to you for free. It was, it was hysterical. She's like, give me three bottles. I'm not going to buy you guys like crazy, like expensive stuff. I'm showing you that like even reasonably priced stuff is good. It can be good. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Shout shout out to y'all, man. Like that. You know what? I wish we had more people like you guys who, um, are caring and giving in that place in that realm and everything else like that, you know? Um, but for whatever reason, people just want to do it their way. And I'm like, that's why y'all's podcast is going to run a lot longer and better than the average Joe. That's good. I, I mean, it's, it's been running for since 2019. We, we've had some good, you know, last year was, I believe we had 47 episodes. So you're going to be one of the first episodes in season three. So hey, listen, th- there it is. You know, I, I'm, I'm hey first come first serve there it is I, I appreciate that you know but I mean let me ask you something do you guys ever did you ever have it in your mind to say hey you know I just want to make it easier to do it versus virtual versus via in studio like what what whose idea was that to come up with or did you at some point say hey you know we can probably do both in the future at some point I think if we had people in their immediate vicinity who could come here um, and do an interview, we'd be okay with it. We actually had one person we interviewed, um, and this is probably one of the funnier stories of our interviews, with a divorced dad who we interviewed, and we we interviewed him, you know, whatever, like on a Tuesday night at like 8 p.m. At like 11.30, he called me frantic saying, listen, you can't air that. You, you can't You can't air that. I talked to... I talked to my ex and she doesn't want, she doesn't want me talking about it while the whole time he's going on and on about how great his ex was. So what? Like, and, yeah. And that was the only time. What sense does that make? Yeah. That was, so the he only was, he time. was raving about great things about her. And then she just like, did she have a control over him? I, I, she said, Hey, we talked about keeping it private, blah, blah, blah. Bro. And it's a divorce. It's over. Exactly. It is over. But you know he's gonna be listening to he's gonna be listening to this. And he, you know what he he. Mm, you know what that means, right? She's got that snapper. That's yeah. what that is. 
He probably done tattooed her name on him because the sex was so good. She probably changed his life. He probably done cried a few times in bed because it was so good. He probably begged her, please, baby, don't divorce me. I bet that's what it is. And if he has a con- has an issue about what I just said, you can holler at me in my DM. <laughs> we can talk like adults. I mean, come exactly. on now. Come on, it's not that bad. Like pe- people are so afraid to have a confrontation, they just want to shoot you. You know what my thing is? I honestly believe it. Before somebody picks up a gun, they need to win at least ten fist fights, at least, and then go buy a gun. That's interesting. That's how I, I actually feel. like that. I like that idea. People, people don't know how to fight no more. They just want to shoot you. You say the wrong thing, my mama, pal. Like, come on now. <laughs> Exactly. I no, I agree with that. I think people are too too quick to introduce technology and aware of that it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Well, you can't get a fist fight and you know and the best thing about about fist fights, right? They're over in like less than five minutes because someone either gets their ass kicked and then like the crowd breaks it up or someone acts crazy enough and the other guy's like, oh, all right, all right, all right. I don't want to deal with this guy. This when was the last time you remember getting into, a, like, either either one of you all, the last time you remember actually getting into a real fist fight? The last time. I mean, teen- when I was a teenager, so, like, 25 years ago. Shut up. It did not happen. It- <laughs> <laughs> so, it wasn't. <laughs> I hope that shit doesn't upload. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get Man, that's a fun time. Bro, so so let me tell you the real story. So this is what everyone says. Um, but the real story, so what what Sal was saying was that we got into a, an altercation at, at a philanthropy event. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy, one of the guys who works at the establishment, so it was like um, a VFW, so one of the or American Legion, one of the guys was hitting on this, this woman, obviously hitting on her, and it was his grade school teacher or something, and her husband was there, and her husband took a little offense to it. He was drunk. Now this kid's like 20-something, He's an ex, he's a vet. So the guy starts getting in his face and I said, listen, like, so, and he's a bigger, stronger, louder dude. Right now, listen, the, the vet is probably, you know, whatever can handle his own, but I didn't want to see that occur. So I stepped in the middle and said, Hey, let's, let's break it up. Ended up, I became the fight. So it just, it, it ended up in an altercation between me and him, which we didn't No punches were thrown. I was just yelling at each other. People barking back and forth. But the it, it ended up, and then they took him out and then let me back in. But the dude's been after me ever since. And all I did was try to break up a fight. That, that's what Sal's talking about. You know what? No, no punches when it comes thrown. to breaking up fights, it's tricky. <laughs> I mean, well, it's okay. You know, hey, hopefully you got the best of that guy that day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, n- nothing happened. It was it was all show. It was all bark. 
no bite. So it was all good. But you know, I think men have like the you know the aggression. Testosterone is a lot higher. I've never seen to this day. Never seen a girl fight. I've always seen dudes fight. Dudes arguing in public. I'm like, what y'all so angry about? Yeah. Be quick. Oh, I hate those, man. Those yeah, be annoying. Man. I hate the drunk people, man. I'm like, bro, go smoke some weed. You guys won't be acting like this. Exactly. That's true. Sid, my, my motto was this. Wake up after a day after 420 and wake up the day after Cinco de Mayo and see which one you how you feel. Okay, that's how I that's how I, I, I equate that right there. Yeah, that's that's I, I agree with that. I, I'm not going to discount that and now it's becoming now it's becoming uh more streamlined i mean listen we all did it you know most people have done it but now it's becoming legalized so it's definitely i think we was better back in the day because you're in your 40s right yeah so we when you were growing up was actually real weed now this stuff they got now you know they're putting fentanyl in weed really yeah go look it up They're, they're they're putting like other additives and sedatives in weed it's like so not safe like the only way i can do it and try it is if i know for a fact that i haven't been watching you grow it from your lawn okay <laughs> from your backyard i like i just it's, it's to me it's it's scary it's tricky i think it's another again i'm a conspiracy theorist I feel like this is another ploy for the for the government to try to take us all out <laughs> like let's legalize it all you know <laughs> well i think they want to legalize it so they can tax the shit out of it which listen i i'm cool with like let, let them tax it um I feel should, should they tax prostitution as well but not like human trafficking prostitution we're yeah. we're talking no, about real I, I we're not talking are. we're talking about like hey if you say you meet a nice girl named sally and you were sally but like hey i need my bills paid okay cool well can i give you a blowjob for a hundred dollars sure and, and she, she, you know that's what y'all do consenting adults yeah. what's wrong with that it ain't like you human trafficking this girl okay she's an adult and then you guys become best buds and then she just comes off your house every tuesday but doesn't so I don't I don't disagree with that statement. But isn't it true? It has to be true, right? Like the the ranches in Vegas, they're they gotta be taxed, right? I think they are. They have to be, right? So at least it's taxed there. I mean, listen, if if more people had if had that option, I think we'd have less legalized weed and legalized prostitution. You'd probably have less crime. <laughs> like the jail just, cells would not be as full. Yeah. That's what it is. Jail cells will not. And then I'd be wondering, like, when the police officers, you know, do those raids uh, and then they take all that weed or they stop somebody. Like, what do y'all be doing with the weed, though? Do y'all keep it for y'all self? Like, what do y'all do with oh, it? Oh, come on. You know, you know, they if they find some good shit, they're smoking it. Come on. Yeah, yeah but it's like and then, you know, I've spoken to officers. They said that they get drug tests. I said, for what reason? They said, because what happens is if we end up in a line of fire, we automatically have to get drug tests. And if we fail to test, then we're, you know, I like we are disbanded and we were fired and I'm like for what reason you can't you can't pinpoint and just say oh maybe you need some weed after that 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 gunfight or fight like come on now you had a bad <laughs> you know what I was watching um Shaft have you seen any of the Shafts the the 70s yeah. the 2000 the last, the last one that came out a couple years ago yeah I saw the 2001 so I just got a chance to, that was with like Samuel L. Jackson and then it was with Vanessa Williams. I got a chance to watch it like yesterday, finally. And I'm looking at how like all the gunfire, how he's putting his life on the line. I'm like, wow, they need to pay officers a lot more than what they're paying them. 
The man, like, you getting shot at? It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I, I think the city cops should be paid more. I think the people who, like, the small town cops, I think mm. they have a good deal. You think so? I think so. I think if, if you're, like, in suburbia, like, um, like an Athens police officer, maybe Athens isn't probably the best because it's <laughs> a, it's a college town. They probably got <laughs> enough, enough issues down there. But, yeah. like, a town like some of the suburban uh, towns in North Jersey where there's, where, where, um, where nothing really happens other than, like, a drug bust, busting high school kids and, like, pulling people over. They're not getting in gunfights. Yeah, you know what? And that makes a lot of sense. I think when you're having to do, like, the DEA and you got to do, like, those drug busts or whatever, I feel like people like that should get paid a lot. I was talking to a guy who said he wants to be a fireman, but they don't get paid that much, and he has bills to pay. And I'm like, well, just do a little fraud on the side. Isn't that so, how you can survive? Surviving in America... You can't just have one job. You got to do something else that's illegal. So that's so when I was in my early 20s, in my early 20s, I applied for the FBI and I got ex, I, I didn't get accepted. I was about to go into the interview process, which is a lengthy process. And as they explained it to me, they said, listen, here's here's what happens. And you have to go through you have to do multiple um interviews i think like three or four and then you have to do you have to pass the physical fitness test and you gotta go to boot camp you don't get paid in boot camp and you still have to graduate out of boot camp so if you don't graduate out of boot camp you don't get a job so i'm like i'm like i'm getting established in my profession i was like i don't know if i could put that all on the line i just got married and i was like as much as i want to do this i don't think it's gonna work so it was very interesting uh turned it down because of that and they, and they don't get paid a lot to start off either like it's not a wow you yeah. brought up a good point you brought up something really good because the fbi actually showed up at my house why because i wrote it all right i'll give you guys actual real backstory of what happened in three minutes or less so i have had um all right I don't know what type of religious background household you guys grew up in, but I grew up in a Christianity household. So we're always taught that the devil killed comes to kill, steal and destroy. Right. And you're taught like, you know, if you have a negative thought that comes from the devil, if you have a positive thought that comes from God. Okay, cool. For the last, since I've been out here chasing my dreams, I've been trying to reach different entertainers to do interviews with so I can get my, you know, self out there and whatnot. The problem is these people are too good enough to talk to me. You know, they don't want they don't want to talk to me unless I'm sleeping with them, if I'm paying them or if I'm somebody. So one day for so many months, I had this idea, this thought in my head that said, hey, you need to contact notable inmates. Right. Because if you contact these notable inmates and these aren't like the like, you know, the bad, bad inmates. OK, like you can you can contact R. Kelly. Nobody's going to really give a damn if you contact him. They don't care. <laughs> you can contact O.J. Simpson. They're not going to really care. Right. But, oh, but don't contact the terrorists. And that's what happened. And so and I didn't know who this terrorist was. He was part of the 9-11 theory scam, whatever. Again, I'm a conspiracy theorist woke person. So he was a part of that. I sent him a letter and it was just basically the letter included my first and last name. The letter included my Instagram page. I want him to know I was a woman, that I'm not no man trying to like write him and get with, get my freak on with him via paper. Um, the letter, you know, had my... F 
the let the letter had that's what it had hey my phone number this is who i am you know I, all that because i was just trying to interview him to figure out his life story how did he how, who is he his name is zacharias musari who are you before you became who you are now right so again i didn't think that was a bad idea i wrote uh, it was gang members i wrote suge knight which you can find him on jpay he needs to respond back to me suge knight i know you're watching this right now back to the story <laughs> so I wrote them. I wrote him. I wrote Zacharias a month later. And what was crazy was I was about to write Zacharias again, but they showed up at my house and I'm like, I'm off the grid. Nobody knows where I live. Um, the, I sent it to, he's in Florence, Colorado right now. The It's a high maximum state penitentiary. That's where Larry Hoover, if you're familiar with Larry Hoover, that's where Larry Hoover is. That's where El Chapo is. I was going to write El Chapo, but he got his writing privileges revoked. I'm like, bro, why y'all, why y'all re- revoke El Chapo, but not this Zacharias dude? On top of that, if Zacharias is as dangerous as y'all make him seem to be, why is he not killed? Like with Osama and Saddam Hussein, right? They couldn't answer those questions. So anyway, back to the story. They basically told me when they pulled up and they spoke with me and all that type of stuff. Well, I actually had to go down to their area. Um, they treated me like I was a terrorist. They didn't give me no food. I couldn't use a, a restroom, no water, no nothing. I was in a small cubicle. And so they basically just told me that, you know, he will never receive your letters. Do not write him because if you write him or write any other terrorists, we're going to show back up back at your house. So I'm on the watch list forever now. (laughs) So, and when you, so, so look, Rob, when you ended up saying FBI, I was like thinking to myself, you just like, 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 all of these questions sparked in my head and stuff like that. So my question, I guess I'm trying to figure out is why are they putting their life on the line to, to, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Okay. I'm just going to keep it real. Okay. You put your life on the line to ruin other people's lives. You, why do they care about a terrorist who, who's known to kill people, but nobody cares about a mass murderer. I, they don't care if I write them, but they care about a terrorist. Who, wait, let's keep it all the way real people who, who was orchestrated to go and kill people. What's it? We just want to make sure you're not down with 9-11. Guys, y'all are down with it. Why do y'all care if somebody's down with the group? <laughs> That's crazy. And I asked them that. I said, why Why is that? Rob, maybe I feel like you know. Listen, I feel like you still, you, you know where Tupac is, okay? My, but that, I knew where Tupac was. That'd be a different story. But no, I mean, but my question, but I guess my, my question to like, this is a literally seriously logical question, right? I, I know one thing about it is that people are taught and they're trained to tell you the complete opposite of what you're asking. I know this, but my, but I'm just trying to understand if you're a terrorist, why are you still alive? Why are you not killed? Why do, why do you guys care? Why do you care if, if I'm talking to, to this terrorist and not the mass murderer or a child molester? Because I thought a child molester is worse. It's a child. Like, I, I thought they were, are worse. But hey, what do I know? I can't, I can't talk to terrorists no more. Make sure you guys don't talk to them. They, they said that they're afraid to call them up on the phone to talk to them. I'm like, guys, okay. I said, can y'all, can y'all deliver a message? No, we're, we're too afraid to talk to him. He's very dangerous. Oh, okay. Okay. That's crazy. That's some shit right there. I never had the FBI well, show up in my house. I mean, I've talked to the FBI because I tried to get in. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. 
that's, well, you, that's you my know experience what? There, with them. There were two people I read, um, came across a story that said they were on their deathbed and they revealed all the secrets of the FBI that they have to keep secrecy and then they died. I'm like, yep, that's the best time. They can't come after you now. <laughs> they can come after your family. They want to. That's true. But I just think about like li- jobs like that where how do you sleep at night? Like a hitman, same thing with a hitman. How do you sleep at night knowing that you are not serving your country the best way? Like, l- let me ask you this, Rob. What was the reason why you had wanted to be uh, the FBI in, in the beginning? At the time when you had, you know, decided, uh, you know, sign up. I think I wanted to do something that was different. I wanted to protect our country. And oh, I didn't think you. doing, I, I didn't really think police officer was for me. I thought, you know, I wanted to do something a little bit of a higher calling. So that, that was kind of what, what I was thinking. Now, my career completely changed. But, you know, it, I always thought, to be honest, that that could be a, a pursuable career. But again, to get in the FBI in some areas, I think actually to be a special agent, you actually have to have your law degree, which is crazy to me. Um, but I think it's because of their how they enforce the law and what they're searching after. I'm glad that you went in there. I, I've, I've spoken to officers and people who have been COs and who work in that type of environment they said that typically they started off they wanted to serve their country and and change the tra- trajectory of this negative stereotype and i think a lot of people do that but people just get crooked it's like you cannot play fair rob i'm telling you what would have happened it's a good thing that you wasn't in there because i'm telling you what would have happened rob you would have said i'm gonna do the right thing and then you would have had the man come to you be like sir do you want to get fired don't you realize who we are come on now we don't we don't pay you to to actually care for the people (laughs) we you need to be corrupt like us and it would have been like that we know I mean, where your grandmother stays. That's how they don't do it. <laughs> I mean, there's there was a guy who um, from the town next over to us who was the FBI director. I forget what his name is, but he well, I think when Trump went in there, and then he was the guy who like p- kind of pushed back on Trump, and then ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. But he was like the interim director for a little bit, and then he wrote a book, and I'm sure is millionaire by now, but. He, um, he, I mean, he stuck to his morals and it cost him his job, essentially. So, there you go. You can't do the right, I'm telling you, you cannot do the right thing in this life, man. Thanks to J. Edgar Hoover. Bastard. All right, that's how we go in the show. There you go. So, do you want to give any, do you want to uh, give a shout out to your, where they, people can find your podcast or, you know, what, what you're doing next and most definitely, most definitely. My Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show, so the is in the K Y N D R A C R U M as in Mary P's and Paul Show, S H O W. Um, that's the same as my podcast name, the Kendra Crump Show. Um, my ins- uh, my YouTube is Kendra Crump K Y N as in Nancy D R A space C R U M as in Mary P's and Paul. All right, thanks, Kendra, for coming on the show. Really appreciate Thank you. it. You're in Hawaii. You're on vacation. You're supposed to have technical difficulties.